What's up, Internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. It is Monday, July 20th. (laughs) We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. I love how you had to look for that. You're like, wait a second. I did. I didn't look at what the date was. That's fair. Well, who looks at dates anymore? It's COVID times. There's oh. no such thing as. There's no more weekends. Yeah, the there's... only dates I know are like, oh wait, we're gonna put out a bakes video. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like I know the next bakes video goes up July 31st. Yeah. I don't know any of the dates between now and then. Yeah, those are just days. Those are they're, they're just days. Yeah. Um, so it's been kind of a crazy week. Yeah. When, when last we left you, if you are a podcast listener, we I, I made affiliate last Sunday. Heck yeah. On uh, Twitch. So I've been streaming as an affiliate for the first time. Yeah. All week and making money playing video games. Yeah. What a, a weird world it is. Feels good, right? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I, I Some incredible, incredible people. It's uh, yeah, it's all about like the, the community of it. And, um, you know, we've had some fantastic people who really make the streams as fun as they are yeah we have a great community on there yeah. I'm, I'm really uh, every time i log on it's been really fun and and honestly just growing which is wild yeah a week ago i was having fun having like four to six people in the chat mm-hmm. and now today i ran like my average today was over 10 yeah and so the growth in that has been so fast and so fun yeah. and uh, weirdly we've i've been becoming friends with other streamers faster than i thought mm-hmm. um we're we're good people. Streamers yeah. are good people. Yeah. <laughs> Twitch is a fun place. If you're not on Twitch, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Clarus is always on there. I'm always on there. We're on there too much because we have um, <laughs> nothing else to do. Debatable. Um, but my stream is Star Wars themed, and if you think that's a segue, you are correct because we got some really <laughs> we got some fun Star Wars related news. This we week. got exciting news. I remember I literally like was sitting on the toilet scrolling on my phone, and I saw this. Gross. <laughs> Uh, please tell me you wiped your phone down with like a Lysol wipe. What? Uh, obviously. Every time. <laughs> That's a lie. No, You're a straight liar. No, I was like, I literally, I was like, holy shit, there's a new Star Wars show. Cause, and you hadn't said anything about this, so I didn't think you'd seen it. it, it I hadn't. No, you were, the, you were the one who told me about it. Yeah. It had mm-hmm. literally been announced like two hours before it. And I was like, David. <laughs> yeah. I had been working on some stuff, so I hadn't been online. And um, yeah, it looks like we're getting a spinoff of The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising to me um, for a lot of reasons that I'll really? get into. Okay. Um, but we're getting a show called The Bad Batch mm-hmm. about the, uh, well, I guess now five clones. If Because uh, this will take place after the season uh, that we just saw. So Echo will be a part of this. If you haven't seen Star Wars Clone Wars, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But in like the me. final season, <laughs> they introduced these four clones that are genetically... There's a, they're genetically malfunctioned in the cloning process. Hmm. And so they are very different from the other clones. And because of their differences, they have um, skills that normal clones don't have. And so they're a... They have superpowers. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> one of them's super strong. One of them's super smart. One of them's a great leader. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Um, and so they're the bad batch. Mm-hmm. And so to get a show about them that from everything I've read online will apparently take place after... Order 66. Mm-hmm. And so they will be clones living in the transition to the Empire, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's an interesting show. I, I, The reason I said I'm surprised um, 
is partially just I felt like the next animated show was going to take us away from this time period in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I felt like we were going to start, we would either get the Clone Wars equivalent of what happened in the 30 years between um, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. I thought we would start to see a show there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Or I thought we would start to see the next show would cover, and I think most people expected this, was that the next show would cover Sabine and um, the the ghost crew trying to find Ezra after the events at the end of Rebels, which was the animated show after Clone Wars that took place about 10 years after this show will take place. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. And so what's interesting is that we're really, we're diving back into a time period that Star Wars keeps covering. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that in a lot of ways because I love the I love the time period and I love the stories that are being told. I think Dev, Dave Filoni is a master of Star Wars storytelling and I love the things that he does. Mm-hmm. So I will watch every episode and love them. Um, but I am surprised to see Star Wars going back to a well that they keep going back to. Yeah. Yeah, I it it almost be nice if they would um, flesh out some other time periods and mm-hmm. and timelines and other characters and I mean you know no this will probably have a lot of new characters and other things but yeah yeah I I think that I I'm also just kind of surprised with the push that they've made for the High Republic era mm-hmm. in recent marketing for television and mo- or uh, for um, books and comics I mean mm-hmm. that the show isn't taking place in that era I right. think that it's weird. Not weird, because Dave Filoni is going to make the show that he wants to make. Totally. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just surprised that they aren't more synergistic in the era they're telling stories in right now. Because mm-hmm. it would be fun to have an animated show that the characters from those new High Republic comics and books are showing up in. Yeah. Um, kind of in the same way that you know, um, you had characters show up in. Rebels who got their comics. Um, right. Kanan obviously having arguably the best comic out of the Rebels era. I really like that Kanan Jarrus mm-hmm. um, comic. It's really, it's it's excellent. Uh, so yeah, I guess it, it was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, a welcome one. I'm always going to, uh, you know, more <laughs> Star Wars is never a bad thing in my life. Absolutely. I like Star Wars a little Do bit. Do you? I don't know. I think I streamed for six hours today in an Ewok onesie, so... If that um, doesn't tell you, folks, I don't know. It is still Star Wars Sunday for me. Yes. But so as someone who has never seen... So uh, this is my question. As someone who has never seen an animated Star Wars show, mm-hmm. would you be interested with this being your first animated Star Wars show? Like if you saw Star Wars The Bad Batch, does anything about that draw you in? Well, um, hmm. Yeah. Honestly, because, you know, um, even without having watched Clone Wars, which I've seen, like, what did we watch? The first three episodes or something? I think, I think four, in quarantine. yeah. Yeah. Mm. But even without any of that, you know, I think that I have enough information from um, e- even the second movie. Um, and then if I were to read a little blurb about it, I think that that would intrigue me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of like superhero clones. Mm-hmm. And... I, I wonder if it's going to have kind of like an animated Mandalorian feel. And be a little darker. Yeah. Like, because mm. something like that, I don't know. That story to me sounds like that's what it kind of has the potential to be. Yeah, it kind of has to be with how the Empire takes over. Like, Well, it's, yeah, there's going to yeah. be a lot of heavy material <laughs> to deal with, especially for these people who were genetically engineered and brought up and then technically they failed. Like, they are a failure 
um, to whoever oh the bad batch created them. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like dealing with that, but also dealing with the ways that you know they are special and unique. Um, I think I think that lends itself to almost a more m- mature side of it. I, I haven't seen and, Clone Wars, so and I don't want to. The end comment, of Clone but... Wars gets more mature. Yeah, which the I've last heard. season of Clone Wars is kind of rough. Yeah, especially visually, there's some stuff in that that final season of Clone Wars that I don't think is necessarily for kids. Yeah, particularly um, there's a moment where the 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 clone I mentioned, Echo, who mm-hmm. gets um, uh, he he becomes a member of the Bad Batch. Sorry, that's a bit of a spoiler, but um, the way that they find him because he they they thought he died. He he died in an earlier season of Clone Wars. Oh, and so it's a surprise that he's alive. Sorry, this is all very spoilery for <laughs> that last season, but. Um, it, it is important because uh, to just understand that they find him hooked up to a supercomputer. Mm-hmm. And so he's been genetically modified so that they can like basically plug into him. Yeah. And the reveal of his body, the way that it's been like turned into part droid mm-hmm. is visual horror in a way that is like body horror in a way that's very effective. Like, it's really well done, and it's a great moment, but when I was watching it, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know that I would want to show this to an eight-year-old. Yeah, right. Like, I would definitely show it to, like, a, like, 11 to 15-year-old, no problem. Mm -hmm. But, um, whereas Star Wars Resistance is definitely that under 10 crowd. Yeah. The last season of Clone Wars started to age up a lot. Maybe they were aging with their audience. Um, a little bit, but the earlier, the earlier seasons of Clone Wars also have more mature content, for sure. Um... There's some stuff in the relationship building with Anakin and Padme mm-hmm. that's more mature, mm-hmm. just just by nature of them having a adult relationship that, in mm-hmm. you know, eventually they, she gets pregnant. There are certain, yeah. you know, there's no sex in the animated show, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's no sex in Star Wars, but <laughs> there is... There's just weird force babies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sheev. Good old Sheev. Um, but there is an there's an adult kind of tension in some of their romantic interludes yep. in the show just because they're they're not, you know, they're not teenagers having a no, relationship. No. They're, they're they're adults. I get that. Um Yeah, I would definitely like click on that show. If you know, if I knowing the kind of history that I know about it mm-hmm. and and like reading like a little blurb about it, I'd be like, that's interesting. Yeah. I I hope that's the case because this is the kind of situation where because it's a spinoff of an animated show that has been off. I mean, other than this season on Disney Plus, it's been off the air for over 10 years or around 10 years, I think. Mm I actually don't know when it went off the air. It might be less time. That might have been like seven years. I just I wonder if the appeal is going to be there. Granted, I think it's helped by the fact that the new season came back with such um, aplomb and, yeah, I and feel so like, much press. I feel like they're riding on that hype almost because mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but positive things about this last season. And honestly, I left that season because the season doesn't show what where the Bad Batch was during Order 66, which I thought was very weird. They introduced these four very cool characters mm-hmm. who I genuinely liked right away. Mm-hmm. I thought that their introduction was very cool. Their visual, the visualization of them is very cool. I mm-hmm. cannot wait to see people cosplaying these clones at conventions because mm-hmm. their armor is very different. Cool. Um, and they all have their own armor. One of them, the the leader, very much looks like he's a ripoff of Rambo, which I think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> and it, but but is is going back to like the the way that pop culture informs Star Wars all from the very beginning. You know, mm-hmm. the kind of serials that informed the original films. 
So I'm very excited to see this show just because as someone who really enjoyed the final season of Clone Wars and thought that it was a really beautiful send off to that series and particularly to the relationship between Ahsoka and Anakin, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is handled in a really, really beautiful way throughout that season. Yeah. I think this show is very exciting to me and I hope that it's exciting to other people to people who weren't as big a fans of Clone Wars. Yeah. Because I would like to see something like this succeed. Mm-hmm. I think it's helped by the fact that Disney Plus is such an accessible way to have a show come out now. Yep, for sure. It's it's not that expensive. As far as um, streaming services go, Disney Plus is like the perfect price. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if this show is again for that like 11 to 15 year old and then obviously adults like me... <laughs> um, I, I think that it it has the potential to have huge numbers on Disney Plus. Not that we'll ever know what they are because streaming services won't tell us anything. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a lot of potential here. I just want it to bring in um, a, a more diverse audience. I, I would love to see people find this show and be inspired to go back and watch Clone Wars because I think Clone Wars is such a good story. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful tale. And I, I want people to fall in love with Ahsoka Tano the way that I did. Yeah. I want her to be on the face of everything. I want her to be the <laughs> most popular Star Wars character because she deserves it. She's excellent (laughs) and in a time where we're looking for female-led stories and we're looking for diversity in storytelling i think that ahsoka tano could be that character for a lot of things and i know she's voiced by a white woman um ashley Eckstein, who's an incredible voice actress Mm -hmm. but in the mandalorian ostensibly she's going to be played by rosario dawson um maybe that's the rumor (laughs) that everyone is pretty sure is true which would be amazing to me to have this um a female of color leading one of the most popular Star Wars characters right now. Mm-hmm. I think that that says a lot about the direction that we can go with this franchise and with yeah. this IP. And it's a direction I would love to see it go. I would love to see more people of color in Star Wars. For sure. I think and that's exciting. Yeah, it's it's really cool what they've done. I And I, want, I hope this show leads people to that. I hope this show, you know, I hope this show finds a way to have some interesting female characters in it. Obviously, the Bad Batch is five men. So your five leads are all men. Yeah. Um, and so I'm ho- the the show will have to do something to kind of gravitate that way. Yep. Um, especially since Mandalorian got a little. The, the, the I think the biggest complaints in the early episodes of Mandalorian were the lack of speaking female characters. Yeah. Um, which I think they rectified. I think Cara Dune's such a strong character, and the armor is such a strong character. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, the the woman from Episode Four, <laughs> I don't know her name. Yeah. Um, I should know her name, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> there were there were great female characters in that show, but the first three episodes, I mean, there were no speaking females. Yep. And people, well, other than the armor, but people, you know, people picked up on that. And I think you can't get away with that anymore the way you used to be able to. Yeah. Um, uh, the other interesting bit of Star Wars news that I read, which is rumor, so I don't know if this is true, but apparently they're saying that Star Wars movies might be smaller in the future and cost less. What do you, what? Because of the pandemic. What? Yeah, I so it was an in, there's uh, a rumor going around the internet, and maybe it's not even worth talking about because it is a rumor. But mm-hmm. I, I'm I I think it leads to a larger conversation in my mind of there, there's going to be ostensibly a year of lost revenue for a lot of companies and a lot of production houses. Yeah. So is there a world in which the blockbusters that we get coming out of this are a little bit cheaper because they don't have the cash flow? until a couple of good years of filmmaking come and they're able to boost back up uh i don't know i it's disney though yeah like i just think like di- like disney has the money they're not hurting you know what i mean like 
I think part of the reason I got a little excited about it is I wouldn't mind some smaller Star Wars films. I really okay. like Solo. I, I know Star Solo is the most expensive Star Wars film because of all <laughs> the vaccines, you know, I don't even know what the word is for it. No, but I see what you're the saying. The reshoots and whatnot. I, but like, if, in my mind, if you made a Boba Fett movie, you could make it for under $100 million and do a great job. Well, and like, not including, not including Baby Yoda, you know, how expensive do you think Mandalorian was? Very expensive. One okay. of the most expensive television shows ever made. All right. It was enough. wildly expensive. Okay. And yes, Baby Yoda was $5 million. Yep. Yeah, no, no. Mandalorian, I think, has the highest per um, cost per episode. Jesus Christ. I think I, I I might be wrong, but I think they spent ten ten million per episode. Okay, well, see, shows what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, this is kind <clears> of. <throat> I guess I mean, kind of. It felt more like a small story in a way, and that it was remote. Yeah, not yeah, so yeah. much in the production value. I guess. I I just I would I would be fine with more Star Wars movies that don't feel the need to be galaxy ending in their scope. Yeah, I, I don't need the end of the movie to be we win or everything f like this is the end. Like like Ant Man in the Marvel universe, those yeah. movies don't have the the fate of you know the entire universe on their shoulders. They're like fun superhero heist movies. Yeah, I I would love okay a, like a screwball heist movie. Yeah, a la Cannonball Run, <laughs> set in Star Wars. And, and you know what? I think okay. that there's room in the franchise for that. Oh God, yes. I think, and I think that Solo was trying to do a little bit of that, mm -hmm. and felt. I I think that from a, uh, they had to live up to Han Solo. Yeah. You know, like that's it has to be big. And I I don't I don't know that it does though. Sorry, I don't think it has to be either, but I think people expect that. Yeah. In a way. I I I think that that movie never had a chance. Mm -hmm. with a wider audience because i think that that you you fall into a problem of people are never going to be happy with how you portray a character that they love so much absolutely and the movie that we got in my opinion is great i love solo yeah i've watched it many times i i think it's very fun i think alden ehrenreich does a great job that's um, the one i haven't seen yet yeah and we'll we'll fix that oh yeah we'll I'm, probably fix that this I'm week because it's worried. really ridiculous that you haven't seen solo but um, I, th I think it's a great movie and it's a the the first half of it is smaller and you could do Star Wars movies at that size and still make bank. Yeah. People are going to show up for this franchise. And so if Disney's kind of looking at it and going, look, we've done nine so Skywalker movies where the galaxy almost ended. Yeah. What if we just make a really fun Ant-Man level? And I think Ant-Man is still $130 million. Yeah. But it's but... not $250 million. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could cut the budget in half and still be over $100 million on these movies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I that is something that I actually would be excited for. And something that doesn't carry the whole weight of the entire, like, Star Wars franchise of characters we already know and love. Mm -hmm. You know, like, give us, give us some small, like, side characters and flush them out and give us more of that and and you know let us fall in love with other aspects of the the universe mm -hmm. i'd i'd if, i'm excited for that if they were going to make that movie what what smaller star wars movie would you want like what, what if you had to pick a single character in star wars who gets the movie um i want a movie um about the ewoks there's two of them <laughs> there it's a uh, caravan of courage and uh, -huh. uh oh god what's the other one are they good? Oh, we'll have to watch the Ewok oh, no. movies. That that should be a live stream on the Patreon. All right. People can watch us watch 
the Caravan of Courage. As long as we don't have to watch the Star Wars, the the, the, the holiday special. special. We don't oh have to watch god. that till November seventeenth. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I I would love to say Ahsoka, but I don't really want that movie just because I feel like so much of her story's been told now, mm-hmm. and so to get another chunk of it in a different medium would be weird to me. I think sticking keeping her in television is really nice. Mm-hmm. I think it's you know I'm excited to see her Mandalorian. Um, yes, if I sure. had to choose like a movie character that I would love to have their own film, I think it would have to be Claude from Rise of Skywalker, the weird slug from the beginning of the movie. What? Just because he's so funny. It would be like a Mr. Bean type comedy where they're like, fix the ship, Claude. And he's like, Mur-hur. but he doesn't have hands. So like, how is he fixing the ship? It makes no sense. We'll never know. I'd love a movie actually. And like, I guess he's not really like a small character. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm blanking. Lando. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, I literally, like, thought it in my head, and then I was like, that's a good idea. And then I, like, forgot his name. But I would... You're gonna love Solo. Oh, yeah, but it's not about him. I mean, he's he's in a lot of the movie. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And he's excellent. If they were, like, the sequel to Solo is gonna be Lando, and it's Donald Glover for two and a half hours... Oh, I'm in. Oh, you're you're in now and you haven't even seen his performance. Yeah. Donald Glover is so good in that movie. Yeah. It's it's remarkable how good Donald Glover is as Lando Calrissian. I I oh All right. Well, his, we should his cape room. We should we should watch it because, like cuz I'd love to see his I'd love to see his performance and you know, I also want to see my love Amelia Clark. Your 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 one true love. <laughs> My one true love. Sorry. I'm just I'm just the person you're with while you wait to be with her. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, th- all right, that's all the Star Wars news. Mm-hmm. But we talked about the Caravan of Courage, a not great movie, mm-hmm. which is a great segue to another not great movie. Oh, we saw 1993 Super Mario Brothers, and we'll be talking about it after this ad break. And we're back. So on the topic of bad movies. You, and before we get into it, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say the reason why we are so Mario focused this weekend is because the new Paper Mario game came out. Right. Origami King. And I just wanted to say really quick that it's amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm really enjoying it. it. Yeah. I, I streamed it uh, twice, I think. Yeah. I did yeah. two streams, uh, Friday and Saturday. And um, I don't know if I'm going to stream it again because, God, there's new games and they're, they're, our schedule is so packed. But, I know. There's so much. Um, I am definitely going to keep playing it. And I'm going to beat it because I, I really I love it. I think it's um, a perfect game. If, if you have kids and you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> I think this is the perfect game to put your kids in front of. Um, I think that it is challenging in an intellectual way that's really smart for young audiences. Yeah. I think that the three-dimensional puzzle solving is really good for kids to work on. Yeah, just expanding on that, like, the combat mm-hmm. is I- instead of, you know, like, jump land or, like, a punch kick type thing. It's literal puzzles that you have mm-hmm. to solve. And, and the puzzles are all three-dimensional. Yeah. So the combat becomes this intellectual exercise. Yeah, that about, I like, think... spatial awareness. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And about, like, recognizing enemy types. It's got, like, mm-hmm. a rock, paper, scissors kind of element to it. Um, and I just think that's really... I think it's smart. And I think that for Nintendo, whose focus has always been younger audiences, 
or or all and i mean all audiences obviously i think this game is very entertaining for an adult and there's definitely yep. jokes in it that are for adults definitely yep um and all the paper puns yeah Lots yeah of dad jokes there's a lot of dad jokes <laughs> i just think that it's kind of it's got a similar vibe to like a shrek movie to me where it, mm. it is for all audiences in a really smart way yeah i think there's something that kids can get out of it that's on honestly it's the kind of game where it's not just mindless yeah, it's yeah. an intellectually involved game. Yeah, you have to be an active part in it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just press the button at the right time. It's yeah. you really have to think your way through the combat. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I just I want to give Nintendo kudos. I think that they've taken this Paper Mario franchise and they've given it a real purpose mm-hmm. as far as why it's different from other Mario games. It's not just Mario, but he's paper. It's Mario, yeah. but it's 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 different. And it has a, a value, I think, beyond the sort of platformers that i i enjoy Mm -hmm. um i think that it is a really good learning tool for kids Mm -hmm. um to kind of try and start thinking about things in a different way or trying to start puzzling through something Mm -hmm. um and if you're an adult a lot of the early puzzles will feel very easy yep but they they increase in complexity which is do they ever some of the boss fights are really hard and honestly Mm -hmm. i i think kids might have a really hard time with them um but there are hints Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm playing with no hints, um, but for kids, there, there are ways through it. And I think that Nintendo's done a great job. It's funny. It's beautiful. The, the art yeah, is truly. so stunning. Um, so just kudos to Nintendo for that. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a really fun game and I'm really impressed. Yeah. And it gave me a reason to force you to watch. Oh God. Super Mario Bros. Yeah. So Paper Mario, you were like, Paper Mario is coming out. So we did our Bakes video, which was focused on Mario Mm -hmm. to celebrate the release. Um, And then while we were filming this video, you kept making jokes that I did not understand Mm because I had never seen the movie Super Mario Brothers. And honestly, I wish I hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. It wasn't a good use of your time truly one of the worst movies i've ever seen and like i've seen cats recently yeah you so, did watch cats like that i feel like that's saying something um people keep joking that you and i have the same taste in things and they're like oh you guys are made for each other because you guys like <laughs> yeah the one way in which we aren't we are not aligned mm-hmm. is i love bad movies i know and you're <laughs> unfortunately in our life together going to be stuck watching many of them I, I understand this. I hope that you can see why they're so entertaining to me. Okay, I you know what? And I get it. I get it. I just, I cringe so much. It's but the cringe is fun. Sometimes. Sometimes it's fun. And sometimes Ba-ba. I'm just like, why? Like, ineffable. Like, ineffable. just all those moments where you're like, <laughs> what is happening? The, the thing about cats that is different from this is I understand how they got to cats. I like I do not. I get it. The Broadway musical they're they're literally cats. They tried to literally make them cats. It just failed. It was it, it, they they tried something that like they they took a huge swing and it and it didn't work. This movie takes so many different swings. Yeah, and in so none many of different them directions. Land at like, all. It's the the cops if you've never seen the original Super Mario Brothers, but you've played a Super Mario Brothers game and you're like, I think I probably could guess the plot. You can't. No, you're this wrong. This movie makes no sense. This movie is wild. It's literally like you're introduced to it and it's like, what if a meteorite hit the Earth and split the dimensions and now there's a dimension underneath of ours 
and like they're trying to oh my god i can't, i don't even know where to start with it okay so the beginning of the movie takes place 65 million years ago in an in a like a with co- the dinosaurs yes but they're drawn with like yeah, pencil crayons weird animated dinosaurs like land before time dinosaurs no the the animation land before time is much it's better. better you're right you're right the, i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't mean to offend land before don't don't you dare <laughs> talk bad about land before time i i will not it's a perfect franchise of like eighty-seven thousand films there are so many land before time movies too many but i love them so much what's the petrie is that the petrie is one of them yeah um ducky spike which is hilarious because ducks didn't exist yet i know um so a a meteorite hits brooklyn or a meteorite yeah a meteorite hits brooklyn 65 million years ago and it splits the dinosaurs into their own dimension on Earth, which becomes Dinohattan, and there's Manhattan. Yeah. And so in the modern day, a construction company that is also a plumbing company. Yep. <laughs> I can't. Um, they're just they, a jack of all trades. They're a giant scale production or um, construction company that also does like mom and pop diner plumbing. <laughs> they're digging to build a skyscraper and they find dinosaur bones and so new york university calls it a historic site and they send their students yes oh but only their students but there only are no their students adults to excavate it they send a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds yeah to, to excavate, excavate these dinosaurs one of them happens to be a girl named daisy daisy who we meet in the beginning of the movie because she hatches out of an egg in a nunnery <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. That is correct. This movie... The, uh, the movie only gets crazier from there. First of all, Mario and Luigi... Oh, the tip of the iceberg. ...are not brothers. They're not. No. They're Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, but Luigi Mario is adopted into the Mario family. Yes. Yeah. Which is... Uh, which makes sense, because Bob Hoskins is, like, in his late 40s. Yes. And John Leguizamo... Is, like, 18. The great, wonderful John Leguizamo... <laughs> There's so many, and here's the thing: this movie is full of great and wonderful people. Um, Aunt Petunia is in this Aunt movie. Aunt Petunia, from Fiona Harry Shaw herself. I, I, I could not believe that. I was like, wait a second. What? Dennis Hopper is in this movie as King Koopa. Yeah, but but Aunt Petunia. Yeah, but Dennis. Ho- okay, okay, I understand what you're saying, but Dennis Hopper is like a legendary actor. Yeah, who you know commits a hundred and ten percent to this ridiculous film i'm shocked his name wasn't bowser it's so weird that his name isn't bowser yeah i thought that that's where they were going when he got put into the like de-evolve machine Mm -hmm. because like his eyes kind of went like all snaky but then that didn't really go anywhere no i think it's partially because so in in the movie the modern dinosaurs look like humans because Mm -hmm. the premise is that if you gave dinosaurs long enough they would evolve to look like humans humans but Here's, but still, they have eggs. And the size of those eggs. Are ungodly. There's a woman yeah. who is pushing her egg down the street. And if you really think about that egg. That egg is Had like to come out of her at some point. Twice the size of a baby. So if you've had a baby and you think that was bad, <laughs> woof. I cannot even imagine these dino babies. I, and he, so King Koopa, played by legendary film actor Dennis Hopper, is a germaphobe who hates fungus. Yeah. But there's a fungus everywhere, and that fungus is a a person. person. And it's Daisy's father, who got (laughs) de-evolved so far that he turned into a fungus. And 
has kind of overtaken the whole city and is helping Mario and Luigi while they're there by... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they, they, Mario and Luigi cross the portal. Yes. Mario and Luigi get... they. So Daisy gets kidnapped. I, I, I don't know if we can explain the plot of this movie. I honestly don't think we can. I, I genuinely... Like, I don't... I have... In order to explain what happens in this movie, you have to talk about every single scene individually. Because none of them make sense. And it's so wild. It's so convoluted. I'm just like shocked that people approved this. There's a scene where Mario has to dance with a woman on a <laughs> dance floor. A woman who is a foot and a half taller than him who has just punched him in the face. He walks up to her and she punches him in the face and then he goes back to try yeah. again. And he asks her to punch he asks her to punch him harder. Yeah. And that turns and she, her on yeah. so she asks him to dance. So then they dance. She does not ask him to dance. She grabs him and begins dancing. Okay, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but in that dance, he repeatedly, sh- like, he shoves his face in her cleavage. She's wearing this necklace that he's trying to get. Yeah. And yeah. he manages to get it, and she doesn't realize, even though his attempts have been Very aggressive. Like, like, aggressive. Yeah. If I were to do any of the things that he did in yep. that scene, I would be arrested. Absolutely. It's, it's, oh man, I'm sorry, don't watch it. No, Unless watch you, it. Uh, like, okay. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you want to watch the weirdest... Acid trip? Acid trip. This is a movie where Toad, that lovable Toad, is a homeless music, um, anti-government musician. Yeah, who gets arrested immediately. And, and he and- tells Mario and Luigi like what's going on he yeah he and he's like the king is the fungus man he essentially lays out everything that's happening and he's like it's the truth and the craziest part is everything he said is actually the truth yeah he's right but like why does he know that no idea and then he gets devolved into a goomba who instead of being mushrooms they're not goombas they're dinosaurs with tiny heads and like eight feet wide shoulders i you know what i you know where i think that came from is I, I truly think the Goomba design was w- someone working on the film saw Beetlejuice and really liked that one like shriveled head character from Beetlejuice and was like, what if we did that, but it's a dinosaur, man. Oh, God. Fired. <laughs> it's... The, my other favorite thing about the movie is that the... In no video game has it ever mattered that Mario was a plumber. Yeah. Like, he's he's... <laughs> he goes into pipes i guess but he doesn't he's not a plumber he doesn't plumb anything <laughs> but in this and movie in this movie his tools are like the godsend they're always with him and he uses them for everything he's like i need my tools he's and got a like, wrench what? for every occasion yeah he uses them to solve problems constantly <laughs> a, a big part of this movie is they have to like get the pipes they have to close off the pipes to like put, turn off the heat in the building oh yeah because he's like cold. we need to freeze them out that which does nothing. never matters yeah. also these people are descended from dinosaurs so they're cold-blooded <laughs> i yeah couldn't tell you no not not one aspect of this movie makes a lick of sense not not a single one I also think I, I another thing that I truly love about this movie is that it was so bad that Nintendo has not made a movie since. Yeah. They, they won't trust off. Americans <laughs> with their properties. It, it, you know what? It was worse than our like baking results, honestly. And I thought that was pretty bad. 
<laughs> if you have not seen that video, it I don't know what to tell on. you. I love yeah. that we marketed that video by being like, hey, this one sucked. Well, it did. We literally were like, yikes. We're like, Japan is not going to allow us into their country anytime soon. Yeah. It's remarkable. Super Mario ends with like the traditional like sequel setup scene. Yeah. And it's just so amazing to me that, that, they, thought. that they thought they were going to get a sequel. <laughs> yeah. They they committed so hard to the idea of that sequel. Yeah. R.I.P. this Super Mario Brothers sequel. Yeah. Well, it's truly. I mean, now obviously they couldn't. Netflix can't bring it back because Bob Hoskins has since passed. R.I.P. Yeah. I hope that's true. I, I I hope it is. I shouldn't say I hope it is, but I just, I feel like I hope you know what you're talking about. Because, you know, you're the one who yeah, knows he, this kind of stuff. Okay. It would be, I, I would feel awful. I would, I would genuinely, he, he passed away long enough ago that um, I, I, I like remember it, but yeah, it's yeah. not, you know, on the front of my brain. That's and I would genuinely feel awful if I announced on the podcast that Bob Hoskins had died and oh, he God. was alive. Oh, God. Could you imagine? He like I, listens I to the podcast and it's like, I, um. <laughs> I truly, truly cannot imagine that Bob Hoskins would listen to this podcast. Oh, dang it. That's too bad. I would love it. <laughs> I would love if somewhere in whatever afterlife Bob Hoskins is in right now, he was like listening to this podcast. And he's like, oh my God, I did so much in my career. Why are <laughs> Why people are still talking, talking about-, about Super Mario Brothers? I was True. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so since Bob Hoskins is famously in a movie about a live-action person with animated characters, do you think this movie would have been better if, when they went through the portal, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo remained human, but everything around them was animated? Not if the plot is still the same. Fair. <laughs> like you didn't like the no steampunk cops. Plot. No, it just no. I. Mm. It, it was I, I, I do love when they go to the cop precinct. Yeah. And everything's super, um, everything's like very steampunky and like every, the cops have studs on their jackets and like. And their cars have like. Have snow plows. Yeah. What? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. The, their cars also run on like a um, bumper cars electric system where it has like the rod that connects. Oh, at to the top. Yep. It's. Um, I, I particularly love when they go up to, for the, for the famous scene where they reveal that their names are Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, mm-hmm. which is the scene from our, uh, the, in our baking video. Yeah. Um, the, the woman who is sitting on the pedestal with the cop, who's just, just rubbing her feet in his face. Like, I... I was like, is this a Quentin Tarantino movie? Like what's <laughs> happening right now? Yeah, that was, that was a choice. And it was the only foot fetishy moment in the movie. Like, it wasn't yeah. like there was a lot of foot fetish in this. There was one... Just one woman laying on a desk and putting her feet in this person's face. And he didn't even seem like he wanted it. Like, he wasn't he's, hardly acknowledging he's like, it. He kind of, like, bats at it once. Yeah. And I was like... Does, Is this does, normal? Does he, does he have to have this woman doing this to him? Yeah. Is it part of the job description or? I, I think the thing, another, another thing that stuck out to me mm-hmm. and you, and I know it stuck out to you. Oh, God. Was Fiona Shaw, our, our dear Aunt Petunia, wears a different outfit. In every, in every single scene. scene. Even if she like was just in another room, 
and, a, and and to our understanding, left that room and walked down the hallway and like turned a corner. Yeah, no, di- different, different outfit, different hairstyle, different swagger. Like yeah, and 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 they're all glamorous. Like she looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. There's one weird one where she's wearing a metal bikini and a mud bath. Mm-hmm. That that the whole mud scene, the whole mud scene. I, I like, forgot about that. Oh God. That's one of my favorite lines too. When Koopa's like, "You know what I love about mud? It's clean and dirty at the same time." Yeah, um, I can't say I really understand that one, but sure. I I mean, I there's like spas where you go lay in mud. I think that's a thing. I have apparently. I've never had the income like a to mud pull mask. I'm honestly, we're we're still talking about the movie, but I'm mostly thinking about the fact that I just said that I hope Bob Hoskins is. I hope it's true that Bob Hoskins is dead, so I'm right about it. I, 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 feel, I, I, mm, I might have to cut that out. You feel weird about it? I don't know. Is that weird to say? I, I didn't know because like, I would love for Bob Hoskins to be alive. No, no. I think people know what you mean. They're like, I hope that I'm right, not that he's actually dead. Like, but yeah, then... mostly. I just don't. I don't want to presume. You know what I mean? No, I think you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the estate of Bob Hoskins reaches out to us to be like, excuse me, young man. <laughs> Last week we got banned, or no, this week, that was in the video, we got banned from Japan forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were like, if any from if anyone from Japan sees this Bakes video, we're never allowed in that country. Oh, truly, truly, truly. Yeah. What if anyone from Bob Hoskins' estate listens to this video, we're never allowed in his house. We're burning a lot of bridges. We're burning so many bridges so fast. Yeah, we should stop. We should just stop podcasting right now <laughs> and never make another one. Never? I don't know. We, we, we still got to talk about uh, The Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's right. We saw we saw another movie this week. We did. We it, did. But we went to a theater. Yeah. David and I were on a kind of mini vacation, which was a nice. A vey as my mother vey-vey. would call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was very nice. But um, obviously, as nerds do, we used our vacation time to watch The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship of the Ring. The theatrical cut. Which... which was we interesting. haven't seen, yeah, we haven't seen the theatrical cut in a long time. I haven't seen the theatrical cut in over 10 years. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting experience. It was, I mean, it was nice to see a movie in a theater. That felt really good. Yeah. Um, I wish it had been Super Mario Brothers because, I mean, I, I just feel like that movie would really pop no, on the big screen. I disagree. I don't <laughs> need to see that movie again. Oh, bef- before, quickly before we move on to Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch Super Mario Brothers, it's really hard to watch. So DM me on Instagram and I will... <laughs> we'll, we'll help you. We'll, I'll help you we'll, out. We'll get you there. Because I, wa- I wanted to watch it to talk about it for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, it, it took struggle. me a time to find that. Um, but Lord of the Rings was... Uh, I mean, it's a movie I've probably seen f- over 40 times. Yeah. Yeah, I would say at least. I haven't seen it as much as other movies because of the length. Mm-hmm. Like there's other movies that I love that I've seen a lot I, that I don't love as much that I've seen more because I'm like, oh, I've got like two hours. Like, yeah, I don't have four hours. <laughs> I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm only going to watch the extended editions at home. Yep. Totally. But, you know, it was only the theatrical edition in theaters, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and there was only it, it was a weird theatrical experience because there was mm-hmm. only like eight other people there. Yeah. Everyone was so far apart. Yeah. It kind yeah. of felt like we were alone, which was nice because with what's going on. You know. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we didn't want to be in a crowded mm-hmm. space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and 
it, it was the first movie I've been to in a long time. Mm-hmm. Me well, too. First movie I've been to in a long time, but also the first movie I've been into a long time where not nobody's phone went off the whole time. No yeah. one really talked. Like there was no like of those modern distractions that I hate in movies. Um, because I feel like the people going to movies in all of this are people who are like moviegoers. Yes. And so you get that like crowd that's like your phone's off. Yeah, you are there for the movie. Mm-hmm. I had a beer. It was great. <laughs> it's a good movie. I think Fellowship of the Ring. Because we were talking about it, and like I've always said, Two Towers is my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. But there's something about, and I was telling you this right after we saw it, that I really love the way that Fellowship lets us see these characters meet. And mm-hmm. um, I really love Mary's arc in the film. I think yeah. that what, what the first movie does really, really well is shows a group of people who don't get along having to get along real quick and making yeah. it work real fast. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's it's life or death. And taking a character in Marriott, 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 yeah, Marriott. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm really second guessing myself now after the whole Bob you. Hoskins sitch. You know, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Do I know anything? I'm going to get nerd? I'm going to get canceled tonight. Um, the the whole Mary situation is really interesting to me, and I'd never really noticed it before. I And I've seen the movie, like I said, many times. But the mm-hmm. transition from him being a, a thief, because let, let's call <laughs> it what he is, a literal thief. But mostly a jokester, a, a fun person to be around, mm-hmm. to the very serious-minded character he is in the moment where him and Frodo lock eyes, um, and he realizes that Frodo's leaving and that he needs to be the distraction, and he needs to put him and Pippin in harm's way in order to be the distraction. Mm-hmm. The the arc between those two things is really profound to me yeah. upon this viewing, and you you don't really see any of the other characters change that much in the first one. Mm-hmm. Frodo a little bit, he becomes more serious, but he's a little bit more serious to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes the quest pretty seriously from the beginning when they're making the taters on the wash tower, the bacon and taters on the wash tower. He's like, oh what God. are you doing? Some, and some nice crispy bacon. And some nice crispy bacon. And I, I was really struck by, you know, the Mary that we see in Twin Towers talking with the Ents. And influencing the Ents to go to war against Saruman is really heavily influenced by his arc in the first movie. For sure. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the the growth is 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 definitely noticeable and um, and serves the rest of the 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 franchise for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 What? Nothing. What? Just laughing at you. Why? You're cute. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, it was nice to see it in the theater. When yeah. was the last time you saw Lord of the Rings movie in theaters? When they came out. Really? Yeah, I haven't. Oh shit! Like Lord of the Rings in theaters? Yeah. When you, they came so you've out. never seen the extended editions in theaters? No. Oh, it's great. It's long. Yeah. I I did it one time. There, I can't remember. It was in Calgary. My when I was in high school. And they had put intermissions into the films. Oh, that's nice. Um, so there was like pauses for 15 minutes for people to stretch. and. Okay. Because it's long. It is long. My, my friends and I did an all-day extended edition mm-hmm. marathon, which was incredible. It was so much fun. But um, yeah, you definitely need that opportunity to like get up, get the blood flowing, 
move around a little bit. But yeah, I hadn't I hadn't seen Lord of the Rings in theaters since they came out, and I was like seven. <laughs> we um when New York got hit by Hurricane Irene when I was in college, and every, everyone over overreacted a little bit, um, because they were like, this is going to be devastating. Yeah. No, while it was happening, everyone was like, all right, we're hunkering down, and then it ended oh. up not really being very much. Oh, okay. But we, which was kind of a bad thing, because when Sandy hit, everyone was like, nah, it's going to be like Irene. Everyone's saying it's going to be the worst thing, and then it's not going to be that bad. And, and then Sandy was bad, bad and, and people underprepared a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for Irene, my roommate, Chris Giordano, and I, watched on saturday we watched all three lord of the rings extended editions yeah and then on sunday we watched all six star wars movies Jeez. it was the wild. ultimate nerd weekend because we weren't allowed to go we weren't supposed to go out so we were yep. like all right we'll stay in our apartment mm-hmm. um we have our little like 30 inch television i love that i call 30 inch television small now i mean but yeah um it was on these two these like egg crates because <laughs> we didn't have any real furniture oh wow <laughs> i was in college like i couldn't afford I, I could barely afford the bed and dressers and stuff that was in my bedroom, let alone yeah. living room furniture. No, I get it. <laughs> so we had this like futon couch that we had found on the side of the road and these egg crates holding up our television. And we just watched Lord of the Rings and Star Wars for two straight days. And it was the best way to ride out a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, I don't know what else you do. I watched Super Mario Brothers seven no. times. No, no. I'll pick I pick Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm I think I'm just gonna try and make you watch a bad movie each week. You know what? Every week. We'll we'll go through the list of how did this get made movies because I know they did Super Mario Brothers at one point. Oh god. We'll watch all two hundred and thirty seven movies from How Did This Get Made. Oh god. I don't like it. <laughs> it's gonna take years. We'll watch Fateful Findings. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I really want to say no. Oh, but you can't because you are my lady love. <laughs> so I can't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I well, I might have to like limit it to like one a month. To one a month. All right. We'll watch one really bad movie every month just for my entertainment. Yeah. And I'll watch other ones by myself. You do that. You can do we that while I stream. We have to watch The Room though. The Room, yes, we I know. have to. We have to watch it. It's insane to me that you haven't seen it. I mean, I feel like I kind of know it already because it's so memed and like no, famous. You, the, you, the thing about The Room that you don't understand from the memes is how long the scenes are. Oh no, I don't like that. And how particularly how long the sex scenes are. Oh what? They're so long. Oh, God. Are they, like, you, you know in, like, Wanderlust where he's in the mirror and he's, like, giving him that excruciatingly long, like, pep talk to himself in the mirror? Yeah, it's like that, but it's Tommy Wiseau's ass as he's <laughs> thrusting. Oh, God. I changed my mind. I don't want to see this you, movie. You joke about being pale. You have nothing on that man. Uh, he isn't... He is... No, no, no. He is an alabaster that does not exist in nature. I don't know. I think I'd give him a run for his money. Nope. When you see the movie, you'll be like, what is happening? Nah, it's like There are eggshells that have darker skin tones than he does. <laughs> All right, we'll see. There's a reason people genuinely believe he's a vampire. I've gotten that a few times. <laughs> you, I, you will understand one day. No, I know. I know. We'll, we'll watch it. I promise. I'm so sorry I'm bringing all these awful movies into your life. Me too. You better, you better make it up to me. <laughs> I'll try. Um, so you wouldn't recommend Super Mario Brothers? 
No. But I give it a hard recommend. I honestly, I if you were listening to what we were saying and thinking like, oh my God, I would love, especially if you're like, I want to get stoned and watch that, do it. It's worth it. It's so weird. We didn't talk about so much of it because it's, it's, it's genuine. Like it's hard we to explain. We have to go through everything yeah. scene by scene, like you said. Otherwise... It, it, you'd be so lost and even if we went through it you'd still be so lost well because like we didn't the, the main plot the thrust of the main plot that we didn't talk about is that daisy's necklace is a sh- is a shard of a meteorite and if the shard of the meteorite gets put into In the, meteorite. the meteor our m- dimensions demerge or um are, merge back together at which point koopa wants to take over the world no he wants to turn all the humans into monkeys oh yeah he wants to devolve all the humans and take over the world which is insane partially because like there's an open portal <laughs> already yeah you can go through the portal so why why doesn't he just go through the portal that's a great question like i don't i genuinely don't understand what the dilemma is because he's comment like if you we need to we need to merge the universe and there's even a line in the movie where luigi's like why doesn't he just go through and um uh, i i don't remember uh iggy and skull i'm i think of bulk and skull they remind me of bulk and skull from power rangers right um but iggy and whatever are like what spike. are you crazy iggy and spike mm-hmm. that's why i think bulk and skull iggy and spike um what are you crazy it's been closed until recently. And I'm like, yeah, but until but it's recently, open it's open now. Why like, isn't he going through it? I'm confused. You have the devolving gun. like. Jesus Christ. Just, it's just, it's so, I, I say watch it. If you want to have one of the weirdest experiences of your life. Yeah, if that's what you're into, watch it. But play a Mario game first so that you're like primed for Mario. Yeah. So that your hopes can be heavily dashed <laughs> by this absurd film. Just knock you down a peg. Take the wind right out of your sails. I think that's a great place to end it. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, if you're on Twitch this week, we're we're having fun. We're having a good time at Nerdy Nightly and at Clarice Chakaris. Yeah, we're doing some um Valorant on mm-hmm. Monday night. Um, playing with some members of our community. Yeah. Um yeah. A fellow streamer Pop Tart wounded Pop Tart. Yeah, yeah. Um we got some Skyrim. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be on my channel. I'm gonna be playing Skyrim this week and I'm gonna start a playthrough of The Witcher Three, which I've never played before. Very fun. Um so that'll be Thursday. A show that you loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, you can... another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on uh Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit. Reddit all uh, at nerdy nightly or r slash nerdy nightly mm-hmm. uh, and you can also follow us on the YouTubes the YouTube channel we're we're closing in on 100 subscribers which yeah. we'd like to get to because then we can have our custom URL um, there won't be a bakes video this week there will be no. another piece of content on yep. there we've got some some Stay new tuned. stuff that we're creating for mm-hmm. you guys and um, and we're working on launching our Patreon at the end of the month as well a Patreon oh my gosh I know so much content that we have so to make. Yes, we're going to be very busy. We're going to be so busy. So don't add us. Don't add us. <laughs> but add us to no, like find please, us. Please do. But also like add us. No, we're fine. I have a thick skin. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're just going to be very busy. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and on that note. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to go uh, continue to work even though it's midnight. I'm David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.